my god. <laughs> if only everyone listening could hear what we had just said before we started recording every damn time. And they will never know. <laughs> All right. Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is stereotypes. Stereotypes. I tried to th- like think of like a stereotypes song, mm. like you know, like the that band. That, oh, like, I almost like a G six. Isn't that uh, the stereotype? No. No. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I was gonna go for like superstition in a. <laughs> What? <laughs> this is the word that came to my mind when I heard stereotype. I, in my mind, thought the song said stereotype, but it's the superstition song. You know, superstition. <laughs> I don't even know what song that is, so no. I'm going to stop. Yeah. I'm just going to. It has nothing to do with stereotypes. My mind just filled in the blanks You're with like, that That's song. That's an S word. <laughs> <laughs> That's a longish S word. Go, go, go. Oh. So, how, why did we stumble upon this topic? Okay, so today we knew we were recording, but we didn't have... I think this is the first time where we haven't come in with a topic that we really wanted to talk about. Right. Like, usually through both of us chatting, um, you know, in the week or days between recording, we are like, oh, we really want to talk about this, or something comes up from a previous episode that kind of, like, jumps us into a new topic. Yeah. And I guess this will be episode... 13, 14? 14. 14. And it's the first time that we haven't really had a solid one. Um, some people listening might disagree. They're like, you've had a few non-solid ones. They're like, when have you had a single topic that you follow? Uh, but <clears throat> solid one in our minds that we're like really like, yes, we should talk about this today. So I just reached out on Instagram at Brianne Williamson. And uh, just shameless plug there. <laughs> At Sean Lusk. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Dot Lusk. Don't don't. Shit, there's that. actually like so many Sean Lusks. Oh as well. no. Yeah. Okay, make sure you get that dot in there, people. Yeah, get that dot. But yeah, I asked if anyone had anything that they had been wanting us to talk about. Which, by the way, I'll throw that out there. If you want to follow us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast or on Twitter at I Can Explain Pod, feel free at any time. If you have questions about the episodes or if you have a topic you want us to you want us to discuss ask because you know we're we're eager to hear what you people have to say and also eventually if we have to think less yes about yeah oh yeah sign me the fuck up oh my god sign me up (laughs) and also the 20th episode which we're already on episode 14 so it's It's coming fast um we are going to answer questions like we did on the 10th of any questions about previous episodes so we're just going to like keep making notes of those so ask away and make sure to follow us. Q and gay. There you go. Also, okay, it was Pride Month in mm-hmm. June. We're well aware of that. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do like a Pride Month anything. But Pride in Vancouver, for people who are listening who aren't from Vancouver, yeah. happens on the August. Oh my God, I'm going <clears> to... <throat> my friend is like, I like you just fully burp in your podcast. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, bitch. It's also I feel like because we drink so much soda. Oh my God, so much soda. But literally, I was like, we're so real. Like, of course I'm going to burp. Duh, don't cut that shit out. Um, but yeah, so for people who are listening that aren't from Vancouver, we have our Pride weekend slash parade mm-hmm. on August long weekend every year. So we have some Countdown to Pride Ooh, yeah. planned. We have look. some 
should we say it? Special guest. Special guest. Coming in. We won't in. tell you who, but yeah. we have some special guests. But they're like actually legit special. Yeah. Like I feel like sometimes people do special guests and they're like, my cousin Bob <laughs> is coming in that no one knows, but they're actually people. My high school custodian. <laughs> <laughs> my next door neighbor that I paid to mow my lawn when I was like, <laughs> oh no. Okay. But legit, um, we have some pretty cool people coming in um, from all over the LGBTQ spectrum. So Make sure if you're listening on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts or iTunes, wherever it may be, to follow or subscribe. It means a lot to us. And then that way you're going to get notified of all the awesome upcoming episodes. Totally. And if you don't already know, we put out an episode every single Monday, so you won't miss us. So fucking listen. (laughs) (laughs) That was all going so well. But yeah, anyways, back to the topic. Someone DM'd me and said, I'd really like if you talked about stereotypes for both gay people and people identifying as lesbian um and specifically for them they said that they are a butch lesbian and they find a lot of stereotypes they fit into and they wonder like how that might differ it for me and i guess in your situation there's gonna be various stereotypes that you know it for gay people that fit for you and don't right so yeah so we figured that sounded interesting to us Thank you for writing in, and uh, that's what we're chatting about today. here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Stereotypes. I think you should start by Mm -hmm. just, like, briefly describing how you think you fit stereotypes and, like, a few ways that you would say that you, like, fight them. Okay. Or do not fit in them. Yeah. Okay, so I think... And keep in mind, this whole episode could come off kind of offensive because we're literally talking about stereotypes that literally annoy people. Yeah. So this is us just talking about generic generic stereotypes that we've heard ourselves. It doesn't mean we believe in them or like whatever, maybe. We, but maybe also like fit, we I am the fit. stereotype of just like annoying people. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, like I'm a stereotype in a lot of ways, so I do fit some of them, but I'm not here going to sit here and say that lesbians fit or don't fit. I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. And then I think a perfect way to start was to talk about the person who wrote in and gave us this example their interpretation of the stereotypes they fit as a lesbian woman, describing themselves as a butch lesbian woman, um, are going to be very different from the ones that I fit or don't fit. Totally. So I think stereotype-wise that I fit in, um, I feel like as a lesbian woman, there's like a certain stereotype that you're like, have maybe a more masculine undertone. Um, Maybe you're like tougher, tougher skinned. Um, Maybe you like can hang with the boys. Um, I feel like I have a dominant personality. So in a work setting, uh, I feel like I'm a leader. I feel like, you know, I swear. Oh my God. I burp. I like things that would be maybe portrayed as traditionally masculine that get, um, interpreted to a lesbian stereotype in like movies or TV or, um, books, I would maybe fit. Like if you saw an SNL skit, skit with like a lesbian sitting there, like swearing and burping and like hanging with the boys, but then like kind of obnoxiously hitting on one of the girls. I'd be like, I don't know. I didn't know Brie was in New York. (laughs) Wow. Big break. (laughs) Star. I feel like I fit those things. Um, I feel like I, uh, where I differ from those is I think the image. So right. I think that the traits 
a lot of the stereotypes I see myself fitting. But then when it comes to like physical nature, um, I think that some traditional stereotypes are like short hair and Birkenstocks or like hun- hunting boots. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm going with hiking boots and then I said hunting boots. What even Let's is a- shoot animals. What, is- what even is a hunting, hunting boot? boot? I mean, there probably is one, but. Totally. And like, yeah, that more like motorcycle riding. So not the typical lesbian stereotype buck hunter. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I see that as more of like the physical, like old school interpretation. Um, and I guess what I'm thinking of in my mind is more of what I would describe as a butch lesbian. Yeah. And once again, doesn't mean they all wear fucking hunting boots, apparently, whatever I'm talking about. And um, I don't mean to offend anyone who is butch, but if I were to just picture... Or anyone who likes hunting boots. Or, <laughs> yes. But if I were to picture, like, what someone might stereotype, like, on an SNL skit, uh, as the, like, burping, swearing, like, hitting on their, like, guy friend's sister lesbian, it fits with that, like, butch side of physicality Some, i feel like you sometimes have like a butch ish like i'm using air quotes again wait for no, my yeah. rickety fingers to <laughs> kick in um I feel, I feel like you like suit a butch kind of personality sometimes yeah. but then also like the opposite stereotype of a lesbian like a lipstick lesbian almost yeah like look like you'll be like burping but you'll be wearing like thigh high boots with like <laughs> some wing liner <laughs> Yes. Or like we'll go to Boston Pizza and you'll order like a giant beer, but you'll <laughs> yes. be in a dress. <laughs> yes. I think that's what it is, is that I feel like I have like a butch inside of me <laughs> and then the outside is like perceived as a straight girl. Like I would I be mean, stereotyped. Not. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. I went there, but reel it back. Reel it Let's back. Reel in. it back. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but then in certain things with physicality, I'd say I fit the stereotype of like, I wear a lot of plaid. True. Um, like, chic plaid. Yeah. Like, flannels, but, like, nice flannels. Yeah. And then, um, I wear sports bras most of the time, like, under my clothes. Is that, like, a... Oh, come on. You don't know that is a lesbian stereotype? Not a at all. sports bra lesbian? No, I think all lesbians I know, like, wear fucking bras or sports... Like, don't... Doesn't everybody wear sports bras? No, okay, so like a stereotype, and once like, again, should I take mine off? But here's like- the thing: this isn't a yes or a no because like this is a stereotype. So like, some people are gonna fit this more than others. Like my, like just as many lesbians wear regular bras as they wear sports bras, right? Yeah. But the perception is from a lot of people is like, oh, you're the like all- a sports bra lesbian. Yeah, like, is that a stereotype it though? really is <laughs> okay but then once again there's there's truth to it like julia only wears sports bra she does not own a single regular I feel like bra. they look like comfy as fuck though they're comfy as fuck and also like <laughs> i feel i guess my like not being comfortable with my femininity like i want my boobs to be like away right like when we're talking about the physical physical appearance side like once or twice once or twice a year i'll have my tits out yeah <laughs> Same. (laughs) I'll bring them out. They'll see some sunshine. Everyone like is like, oh my god, you have tits. Like, what happened? And you're like, I know. And I'm I'm like, sorry. Whoa, I know they're out to play tonight because I'll just get like a Demi Lovato kind of moment going on. The rest of the time, they are like packed in under one or two sports bras, under my flannel, right, or like my black t-shirt that I wear twenty four seven. Yeah, 
Currently and then, wearing a black t-shirt. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm literally wearing a RYU's pride shirt. Um, but it is from, this is like a cutesy little side story. My ex-boyfriend that I've talked about on this podcast before. Bought you a pride shirt? He bought me a pride shirt. Oh, that's Isn't cute. that so thoughtful? Yeah. Wow. He works for the company. So he, like, out of nowhere was like, hey, I want to come by and, like, drop you off a gift. And I was like, cool, I'm sitting on a patio with Julie. He's like, I'll swing by there right now. And he, like, was like, I just want to give you this gift because... Um, I just want you to know, like, your voice is really inspirational, and I think you're doing, like, a lot for the LGBTQ community, and I'm, like, really proud of you, and I always want you to know that, and I literally teared up. Oh my god, that's cute. I almost teared up. I was like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, here's a shirt, you dumped me because you're a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was literally, like, in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, you're, like, a cis, white, heterosexual male, and you're going out of your way. Look at him breaking look those at stereotypes, no, I, baby. I was, because I'm like, you know what? Good for you. Like, you could... He could have also just, like, tossed me the shirt. Like, he took a moment... Out, shot it out of, like, a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he took a moment to, like, pull me to the side and be, like, a really nice, sincere dude about it. And it was really cool. It was, like, honestly one of the, like, most authentic moments of my life in terms of someone just being like really real with me that like probably you could tell that would take a lot for someone that used to date me as a dude. Yeah. Like it really, it's easy for people to make jokes about it. Like he's never had a problem with it, but it's easy to joke around about it or whatever. It's different to stand there and be like, Hey, I'm really proud of you. Like what you're doing is really awesome. Like don't stop and like continue to be yourself. And like, here's a gift, like honoring that. Like that was so yeah, thoughtful. Like he sweet. did not have to do that. Nobody's Anyways. ever said that they're proud of me. So I'm proud of you, Sean. Thank you. <laughs> I don't have a gift for you though. <laughs> No, just my presence. No t-shirt cannon for me. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, that's totally not to do with stereotypes. Hey, that kind of does have to I do. I said he's breaking the stereotypes yes! of this okay. white man. Okay, there you go. Um, but yeah, so I... What the fuck was I talking about as usual? What? Oh, yeah. You. Um, plaid. Yeah. Sports bras. Sports bras. <laughs> one to two. <laughs> yeah. And then like ripped jeans and stuff. And then the biggest one that I think I don't fit in is... Um, um, oh. And, <laughs> fuck off being athletic, athletic. Uh, because I see that like because <laughs> so many lesbians are like oh yeah i play soccer i play hockey it's like a stereotype that they're like the boys boy that like played with the boys growing up so they're like the hockey kid and like there's the stereotype that 90 percent of women's like teams at a certain level are gay or bi or whatever you want to yeah. say um so yeah I definitely cannot play a single sport. I tried every single one of them when I was younger. I was fucking terrible. I also feel like you are, like, such the person that I would just, like, ask to do anything. Like, I'd be like, hey, Brie, do you want to do this? But I mm-hmm. would never ask you to play a sport. No. Or, like, go for a hike. No, like, no, that's no, even no, as no, far no, as it extends. No, no. In your hunting boots? Never. <laughs> I don't want to get those things dirty. I would never. They're for show only. Except for the blood of the carcasses. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but you know how I got around that stereotype? Because like many stereotypes, there's some truth to them. And a lot of the girls that I could, you know, pick up the gaydar vibes on in high school before I was out and before they were out were on the sports teams. Uh. And sure enough, now... They are out, and I'm like, haha, saw you. Haha, <laughs> see you, bitch. <laughs> I signed up to be the sports manager for the girls' teams. Oh, look at and you. The, and the guys' teams. I did it for the guys' teams, too. I didn't discriminate. But I just let the PE people know that I was willing to do that so that I could be incorporated. In 
In the lesbianism. In the women. <laughs> yes. So I tried my best, but I was never, I never got in with that crowd because I literally could not catch, kick, do anything really with a ball. <laughs> you know, I always knew you were bad with balls. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I think that like speaking to the theme in general, um, I've now changed the word topic to theme. So okay. just so you know. Hi. Hi. The <laughs> theme, is. theme is. <laughs> um I feel like... Horror. (laughs) As always, (laughs) terrifying. Welcome to another fucking nightmare. (laughs) Um, I think I fit a lot of stereotypes, and I don't fit a lot of stereotypes when it comes to being, like, a lesbian. And that's why I don't get mad about them, because I can't really get, like, annoyed with someone stereotyping... Um, as long as there's no malicious intent behind a stereotype, right? Like there's stereotypes that are like racist and homophobic and all yeah. that. But as long as there's no malicious intent, if it's like about fucking wearing plaid shirt or hunting boots, <laughs> then I can't get mad and be like, yeah, you're right. I wear plaid, but I do not wear those boots. Well, for some stereotypes, it's like, there is some truth behind it. You know, like well, the stereotype yeah. that like all straight people are just like dumpster fires. <laughs> that's just, that's just built on <laughs> Facts. That was like, oh, quite a sorry, cough. Oh, sorry, the cough is back. No, yeah, that we remember when I had that cough. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, trust me. To episode six. I will never forget. Oh man. But yeah, no, I can't. I as long I think stereotypes are kind of fun actually to like see if they fit in or don't, and, and like they come from a certain place. Yeah. But like as long as you're saying it in a healthy, non-malicious way. Yeah. I don't think that there's really anything wrong. Like, if you think about it, we were talking about earlier, SNL is basically completely built off of stereotypes. Exactly. Like, almost all their skits well, are stereotypes. Well, I feel like some of the, like, obviously stereotypes have, like, some naturally bad yeah. things, but mm-hmm. also people relate to pieces of them. Yeah. Like, you kind of have to be able to segment humanity into these things in terms of comedy as well so i see why kind of that's how they use that i think a lot of times that totally made sense because i think a lot of times someone told me this once people will relate to you more off of your downsides than your positives yeah because it's easier to relate to things that you struggle with or weaknesses because you feel like you inherently understand someone on the same level exactly. because of that. You know, like to say like, oh, we're both good at soccer. Yeah, cool. That's You're getting each other on like a bright, cheery level, but it's a different form of like deep understanding when it's about something that like maybe isn't necessarily viewed as the most positive thing. Yeah. And I think that's why, not that being on the LGBTQ spectrum isn't positive, but a lot of society sees it as not positive. So I think that inherently it's more natural for people in the LGBTQ spectrum to connect to one another because we understand how it feels to feel like a part of us is a negative trait. Exactly. And also if you are attaching yourself to like people within your stereotypical group, you kind of know how it feels to be like bullied for the things that, you know, it's kind of like you're drawn to similar attributes you felt the same thing i'm not speaking like english right now no i I hear you like i hear you like i get exactly what you mean because you connect with people on different like even like both of us talking about like mental illness yeah like oh my god how long do we have (laughs) (laughs) let's go baby but um being there and like when you talk to someone you that understands you and for the negative things that you've dealt with it's like oh my god you get me yeah so i think that like 
one of my favorite things is when I go see a stand-up comic and they're making a joke about someone or like a certain stereotype about something and that stereotype is me because it's kind of like you're laughing at yourself and you can connect to it and you see the other people laughing and kind of like knowingly nodding their heads. I do hate myself. And they're like, (laughs) this is also coming from two people that laugh at themselves. Like we both make fun of ourselves and laugh at ourselves. So I think that like we have both through things like we talked about in previous episode, bullying have developed a thick sticks, thick skin and have learned to um see those like negative traits as like comical or like something we can work on but not something that like we should be like offended by it's just a part of us exactly and i think if you see it as that it's like it's kind of fun in a way takes kind of some of the edge off and i think if you look at any major comedian um that has been successful what makes people funny is laughing at themselves and and like laughing at the stereotypes that have fallen upon them in their life and like dealing with those stereotypes. Like obviously they're getting up there and creating heightened versions of themselves because that's what's funny and people relate to that. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't be, it would never be funny if someone went up and just talked about everything they were great at and no one in the audience would be like, Oh my God, I get you. I also (sighs) got A's in biology. Everything they're great at that nobody has ever done before. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Like I play the oboe and people are like, what? What? Like, it just, like, what makes it funny is, like, like, that's why I always try and find LGBTQ comedians, because when they're, like, making fun of themselves, I hear it for myself, and it makes it, like, a lighter topic, but I also, like, deeply relate to them, or have been in their shoes when, like, a negative experience has happened to them, so when they're laughing about it, you connect. Yeah. So, stereotypes, in a way, are a way of, like, like, generalizing... A, a group so that you can connect with one another totally. easier. You gotta compartmentalize them. Because it's like, it's... There's also like eight fucking billion people in this world. Well, like, yeah, that's a, We're that's gonna have thing. to group them somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of fun. Like, and if you're not taking... If you know the underlying thing is, yes, we're all individuals and like, yes, just because you're a lesbian doesn't mean this, this, and that. And doesn't mean this is not... It's funny to look at the things that do relate. Exactly. Like, if you think... If you break stereotypes down into where they seem the most typical, Mm -hmm. like high school, for instance, Mm -hmm. it's like, the cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. Well, the cheerleaders are probably friends because they all cheerlead. Maybe they're not friends with Becky because she's a huge bitch. But, like, like, for the most most part, part. they are friends because they cheerlead together. The football team is friends because they are all homophobic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! Oh lord! You know, and the other people are friends because no one else will be friends with them. Exactly. <laughs> the losers are all friends because they're losers. <laughs> oh my god! Oh damn! I wouldn't know because I was a cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, right. Just kidding. Actually, I would believe that. I honestly I could see. That. I wish I was like the stereotype of a like gay cheerleader. Gay cheerleader. Been, oh, would lo- live for that. I wouldn't have this like noodle body. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, so what are some stereotypes that you feel like as a gay man you fit into and don't fit into, and like why? I also feel like there's like gay stereotypes that I fit okay. into and don't fit into, but I think that we live in a place that's also so stereotypical. Mm-hmm. Like, the stereotypical stereotypical Vancouverite. Right. Yeah. Like, and then tie that to the stereotypical gay Vancouverite. Right. Like, it's, it's just, just a fucking oh, yeah. f- clusterfuck. Yeah. All, yeah. <laughs> it's so much easier for, like, stereotypes to flourish when there's, like, a culture. Yeah. Surrounding exactly. it. Like, if you were in a town where you were, like, one of, like, three gay people, 
I would say it would be less inclined to fit a stereotype because everyone else you're surrounded by is a different culture. Whereas when you're in Vancouver and there's all these like club kids and like cultures of drag and cultures of this, it's easier to like find a group that you connect with and naturally you take on their ways of being. Totally. Right? Like I have just really locked in on the stereotype of gay vegan. Oh, like that, that's a huge one for lesbians it's huge. too. Like that's like we build upon each other. Like we're so strong. I am not wearing hunting boots. <laughs> I feel like that's like Maybe a hunting injustice. <laughs> I feel like that's like an LGBTQ wide stereotype. Yeah, I think is so. vegan. Yeah. Like I have probably more gay friends that are vegan than not. Yeah. Like, everyone's vegan. Yeah, because all animals are gay, so I'm obviously not going to Yeah, you don't want to hurt them. No. That's so true. They're literally, like, our besties. Um, But yeah, I think that, obviously, my job, like, I'm a stereotypical gay interior designer. Oh, Um, yeah. I have feminine traits. Like, I Mm -hmm. wear feminine things. Yeah. I have, like, longish nails. I wear makeup sometimes. Mm -hmm. All of those are kind of stereotypical to like Mm -hmm. twinks and stuff like that. I get that stereotype. But at the same time, like me and my dad bond over like cars. And mind you, I was going to say like nature, but also like like nature gaze is a whole nother stereotype. But yeah, so like, and I like cars and I like, like me and my dad will watch Top Gear and Grand Tour and all those things together. Oh my God. I just literally thought of, like, the f- most dramatic story ever. Oh I was... <clears throat> oh, my God. I'm just, like, pulling this thing off. Um, I was coming home from... By one- pulling this thing off, he means the mic. Yeah. Pulling it <laughs> off the little... I'm really pulling off this episode. I'm nailing it. <laughs> wow. I'm really pulling off this look. <laughs> Sorry. I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. <laughs> that helped. What the fuck were you <laughs> I'm trying to give him more cord on the mic, and I'm just making it worse. Yeah. Yeah, I think I need to do this. Okay. Okay. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. Um, I was driving home. This relates to cars, and it just was really funny. I There's a stereotype also. This relates to the story. We'll get there. It comes full, <laughs> it comes full circle, guys. There's layers. <laughs> Fucking Shrek onion, this bitch. It's like the sixth um, sense. <laughs> totally. Um, there's a stereotype of gays that don't drive. That's like a thing. Oh, okay. Like gays just don't get their license. They don't drive. Because they're always going to be like city people and they don't need a car. They're always just going to transit and walk. It's like, I'm like, come on. Um, Anyway, so that is a stereotype. So I was dating somebody who didn't drive. And one day I was driving home from work and I was driving down this big hill and there was a car reversing out of their driveway. And I saw them and I was like, their tire looks flat. And I was like, "Mm, maybe it's just because they're coming out of their like hill driveway. Like it just hit it at a weird angle. So I kept going and I was like, you know, maybe I'll go check. So I Mm. turned around and then turned around again and was behind them again. And they were quite a bit ahead of me and they pulled over. So I was like, oh, perfect. They know that their tire is flat because I could see by now that it was clearly flat. The person who I didn't see was getting back in their car. So I realized that they had just stopped for mail. Okay. And they were on their move again. So I was like, oh shit, like this person has no idea they're just driving with a flat tire. So I'm like flashing my lights at them, <laughs> waving my, like swerving, <laughs> honking. Oh my They God. have no, no idea. Clue. Everybody, all the other cars going the other way. All the pedestrians are like, like, this person is on crystal meth. Yeah. Like, the opioid crisis is real, and (laughs) it's all this kid. So, 
I'm like literally chasing this car forever. And they finally, it went on for probably like 10 minutes. They finally come to a four-way stop and I pull up beside them, like in the opposite lane. Oh my God. And in my head, I was just picturing like a mom or a dad that I was going to be like, your tire is flat and they were going to call BCAA and they were going to deal with it. Mm. It's like this old lovely Persian woman. Oh. And I'm like, your tire's flat. And she goes to roll down the window, rolls down the back window. And I'm like, no, babe. (laughs) So she finally rolls down her window and I'm screaming at her. And she's like, what? And I'm like, pull over. I'm just like, pull over your car. (laughs) So she pulls over. And at this point, you're in too deep. Like when you're trying to do like a good deed, you're like, I thought I would just drive off into the sunset, like eat some fucking mac and cheese, like give myself a pat on the back for a job well done. Vegan mac and cheese. Of course. Um, So she pulls over. And I'm, I go to her passenger door and I'm like, your tire is flat. Like, you can't drive. Like, what are you mm-hmm. doing? Stop it. And then I go and she goes, thank you. And I'm like, oh, no problem. And she gets out of the car and she's like, thank you so much. And it starts clicking in that I'm like, oh, she thinks you're, gonna... you're thanking me because you want me to do something about it. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> so I literally change this woman. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh my god, yes, I queen. I changed this woman's tire on the side of the road <laughs> and she yeah. is like trying, first she shoves money at me and she goes off about how she's meeting her daughter because she's going to a heart appointment and she's literally probably like 85 years old. Oh my god. And she's going to get her heart checked and she's meeting her daughter and usually her daughter picks her up, like this whole thing and I'm like, oh my my god, this is breaking my heart. So she's like forcing money on me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to take your money, like I just want to go home. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to not be doing this I just want to not be here. Um, And then she's like, give me your phone number. Like, I'm going to make you dinner because you, like, did so much. And I was like, please let me leave. Let me live my life. So I finally leave and I send a picture to my boyfriend of my, like, super oily hands. Yeah. And I'm like, I just helped this old woman by changing her tire on the side of the road. And he was like, what the actual fuck? Like, who are you? Like, like, part of me, are you straight? Is, like, are you trying to tell me something? Yeah, so that's how I break stereotypes. I just that's, track old I women down. I love that. I feel like you were like Megan Fox in Transformers. I was like booty shorts. You know, like, you were just like, hold on. I she know was like, why are this. you also slutty washing my car? <laughs> why did you bring a loofah? Yeah. Where did you get, why is it raining suddenly, but just on you? <laughs> God. Oh, that's amazing though. Like I love, and that's like a perfect little anecdote of, yeah, you, you know, you have things that I definitely would say, I think you are stereotypical in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then in a lot of ways, I'm like, Oh, considering I was like probably chasing her down, like bumping like Gaga. Oh yeah, of course. (laughs) Right. And you're like mannerisms. And as we talked about it, your voice. I'm like, bitch, pull over. And your nails and your makeup and all those things. But yeah. like in a lot of ways. And your oh your little high heeled boots. <laughs> little booty. Your little booties. <laughs> quick, quick, quick. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, like there's a lot of things about you that I think are not stereotypical and I feel the same. I think what we should do is say stereotypes that we think that we've heard that are maybe like detrimental or like 
maybe not. And try and like, what's that show where they figure out myth busters? Oh, we're going to bust some We're going to bust some myths. Okay. Okay. So that can be our, I can explain. Yeah. Cause we didn't really have one. Yeah. So, so we're going to, I can explain myth busters myth edition. Busters edition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So should we do just like one after the other? I feel, I feel like, yeah, we should just toss them back and forth. Um, maybe you can do, you can give me lesbian stereotypes you've heard okay. and I can give you gay stereotypes and people... I feel like it's easier to do it for our own community. But this is, that... I can explain. Yeah, I'm going to explain to you okay, fine. how okay, fine. my community... How about you can do either? Okay. How about you can do sure. either? We'll just toss out either. Yeah, you clearly have something brewing. <laughs> it's brewing. Yeah. Um, people, you're also hearing our fantastic creative process right now. Ooh, behind the scenes <laughs> Ooh, look. Ooh, wow. Two visionaries working together. <laughs> so if you are new here, um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you are new here, we're really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I Can Explain is usually where we give each other a topic that we have to explain that we either know a lot about or we know nothing about and we just have to bullshit through it or guess and then we all learn something together, have a laugh along the way. Today, it's going to be a bit different. We're going to myth buster edition this shit. And the first one I have for you is the stereotype that gay men... I knew it was... <laughs> only want sex. Oh. Um, I thought we were busting myths. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. That's, I feel like but that's uh, a thanks. big one. I feel uh, like that's a big one that, like, gay men... Like, you see them on, and I love it to death, but, like, I think a lot of mainstream, like... I thought we're, you were say Main Street, and I was like, the gays don't go to Main Street. <laughs> yeah, they go to the side yeah. street, ba- out back. <laughs> They're back alley, bitch. <laughs> but, like, a lot of where society might see gay men in, like, their comedy, it might also, like, stir up the stereotype. Like, for example, on RuPaul's Drag Race, they're constantly talking about how much they want dick. Right. And then, like, you see the like, pit crew come out, and they're all, like... Naked. Like, choosing which ass they like better and all these things, which... I have no problem with. I think it's hilarious. I think it's funny. But I think for someone who is maybe usually surrounded by heteronormative society, they might easily interpret that that is all gay men talk about in relationships. Like yeah. penis and balls and like butts and like that's all they care about. Yeah. Well, I think part of it obviously as a stereotype is like true. I think that like the gay community is very over-sexualized. Not in... A negative connotation, really, but I think that we're so marginalized and, like, pushed back by a lot of things that Mm -hmm. people kind of over-sexualize themselves and, like, that's, you know, what they really put on. Right. So I think that a lot of that stereotype probably comes from what straight people see of the gay community is that over sexualization mm-hmm. like the pride parade like people are like yeah. can't you pride but like less gay or like yeah. can, can you pride but like less naked right and it's like well we're just like celebrating that we can like like obviously Be. it's a almost a caricature exactly. or an over exaggeration i think in a big way is in a big way, at least for me, it's kind of like a big fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's how that's I read how it. I see it. In a way, like a positive fuck you. Totally. Like how like, like society says, like <laughs> <laughs> yes, how society says you can't do all these things. Like 
I'm a man, so I can't like penis. I'm a man, so I can't like have sex. I can't talk about how I like the look of a man's butt. I can't talk about how I want to have butt sex. All these things you've made taboo. You've made it wrong. So I'm going to give you a big fuck you of like, I don't care that you think it's wrong. Totally. That's like exactly how I feel about like dykes on bikes as well. It's like this this stereotype of like a a dyke on a motorbike. Yes. And it's like. Okay, you want that? We're gonna give you that, like and we're the just gonna highest percentage. Yeah. yeah, like that is so true. Yeah, and I found that so empowering. I watched uh, the Dyke March. Yeah, um, specifically in San Francisco, this one. I was literally tearing up. I don't know why. I don't associate oh God, with being butch or anything. I love more than motorcycles. But like, <laughs> there was like a hundred of these dykes on bikes, lesbians on bikes with their girlfriends on the back of their bike or vice versa or like just singles on bikes, whatever it was old. Like I would say 18 years old, all the way up to like 90 years old and hundreds of them. And something about the like power of all of them, like revving their bikes to get going. And then all of them with their flags and all of them, like just like with their tits out and they're hugging each other and they're body painted or fully clothed or like wearing whatever they feel. And, like, kissing each other and flying these flags. It was just, like, such an empowering, like... I, like, I literally teared up. Like, this, the noise and the cheers and, like, them just being, like, you know what? My entire life I've been told, like, I can't be this. And, like, this is what I'm stereotyped. And, like, you're worried I'm going to turn but, into this? Like, oh, fuck Exactly. You. Like, this is all you'll have? Well, it's yes. like, bitch, I'm going to give Let's it to go. you. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. And the thing the is, back. is you know all of those people go home and they, like watch a movie and make dinner and they chill out. Like it's not like they're oh, all the time yeah. riding around with their tits out on their bikes, like revving their engines. Cars <laughs> and stuff. But I just think it is that it's just a moment of like, these are all the things that society has told you to be afraid of. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with me. So I'm going to just show you like, here's your worst nightmare, bitch. Like, and I'm proud of it. Exactly. And I also feel like they take that and it's like all wrapped in so much love that it's oh, like, yeah, you're gonna be That's condescending I mean. about this, but yeah. we're just gonna we're gonna like, make, it, make it our own as well. Like yes. we're just gonna take that and flip mm-hmm. it. That's what the, that's what I think. Like the gay pride parade as well it's like we're taking all those stereotypes and you're just like owning them that's a really good way to put it because a lot of people say like why do they do this and i think that's is what it is is like the same way that i remember the one of the first times i came out i said to my i used the word queer to my mom and when she was growing up queer was like a really like terrible like slur and that's the way everyone saw it so oh yeah wasn't she like yeah, she was Why like... Why would you say that about Yeah, him? she was literally like, I'm totally, like, all for, like, what, whoever you are and, like, we'll support you, but, like, why would you use such an insult against yourself? And I was like, I was confused because in the generation I was brought up, queer is... Like, the... An umbrella positive term for the LGBTQ community. It's exactly. a... Exactly. The anything, most, like, all-encompassing. It's an all-encompassing, <laughs> welcoming term to not exclude anybody. Yeah. And, like... For example, when I went to university, the university uh, LGBTQ club was called Queer Collective. So it's like an easy way to say, like, if you are anywhere on the spectrum, you are we welcome. You are part of this. You. <laughs> <laughs> we will collect you right up. Um, so she was like confused by that, and I realized through some research because I was confused where she was coming from with that, and like talking to her and talking to peers in the community was that really that's what the community did with the word queer. It used to be used as a vicious, like, insult, a slur, a way to put people down, like, oh, you're a queer, what a queer, whatever it was. And in the same way that we have the Pride Parade and we 
go out there in very little clothing with sparkles and rainbows and what would come off as very obnoxious and like, okay, like I get you're gay, but why do you have to go over the top about this? It's like, we're going to take all these things that are thrown at us and we're going to make it our own and we're going to make it a positive thing. Exactly. We're turning it around and on its head. we're going to make it like visible. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, go ahead. Use queer all you want because now queer to me is a positive all-encompassing, welcoming community. So, yeah, call me a queer because guess what I am? Queer bitch. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's the same way, like, you can use that as a small example for all those other things. And I think that's a problem. Like, a lot of people just, like, they go watch their local Pride Parade or they watch RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever it is, and they are like, whoa, like... You know, the thing you hear a lot out of, like, homophobes' mouth is, okay, like, I get that you're gay, but why do you have to be so gay about it? Why do you have to make out? Why do you have to talk about like sex? We're, we're, why do you have to all this existing. stuff? Also, the thing is, like, <clears throat> for me, getting back to the <laughs> stereotype of, like, gay men just yeah. like sex, I think that what it is also is that that stereotype comes from the outside community. Mm-hmm. Like... Obviously, if you're in the gay community yourself, you realize that that is a very prominent thing. Yeah. But also, if you're straight and you hear, like, gay men talking about Mm -hmm. sex, you pick up on that. You, like, think about it more. Oh, yeah. And it's not as just casual as straight people, like, talking about sex. It's, like, something is triggered in you and is, like, wait, what? Like, gay sex? Mm -hmm. So I think that's where the stereotype comes from is that... You notice it more. Exactly. I agree. So yeah, I think it's a stereotype because it's partially true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think when you're in the community, like you Mm -hmm. understand people do like date and want more than sex. But I think you need to be in that community Mm -hmm. to know that. And that's a good point. Like when things are air quotes, I need your snapping knuckles. Oh, I didn't do that. wasn't. (laughs) Did you hear that? Yes, you did it on command. Um, when things are out of the norm, you notice them more, yeah. right? Like, it's like if you're at a funeral and someone wore a bright fuchsia suit, you're going to notice it, right? Um, so I think when people are so used to seeing um, people kiss that are heterosexual couples on TV, like, you look at movie posters, okay, that are a heterosexual couple kissing in the rain, like the fucking notebook or like whatever it is. And it's like, oh, and it's like so mainstream and so lovey-dovey. Oh yeah, my six-year-old can see that movie poster. There's nothing wrong with it. Like blah, blah, yeah. As soon as it's two men or two women, it's homoerotic. It's it's too erotic. It's porn. Yeah. It's obnoxious. Oh my God, close your eyes, little Jonathan. Like we wouldn't want you to see that. So it's not that a lot of things, I think it's in your own mind that it's accentuated. Because, like, I, I'm all here for the Pride Parade and everyone walking down the street in thongs. I'm not saying that that's not exaggerated, but the day-to-day of, like, oh, you don't have to be so gay about it. It's like, I'm just posting a picture with my girlfriend. And it's like, oh, why do you guys always have to make out? It's like, take a second. Look around at all the straight people making out. Yeah. You just don't pick up on that. Yeah. Like, it's so, like, you're turned blind eye to it that oh. now there's one gay couple making out and you're like, oh, they're always doing that. Oh, exactly. Or, like, you hear about that with, like, sex scenes in movies. Like, oh, why did they have to, like, yeah, we get they're gay. Why did they have to show a sex scene? But, like, you know, Aunt Shirley really liked it when she got to go to the flick and see Brad Pitt and Angelina or whoever the fuck. Yeah, pounding so, it out. Yeah, it's totally fine. But as soon as it's something that's not in someone's norm, it stops being romantic or love or even sexy and starts being dirty and pornographic and, you know, like, ugh. 
yeah. just ick, right? And that's your own internalized homophobia. Exactly. So, you know, a lot of people would not consider themselves homophobic, but I'll be the first to sit here and say, I have inter- internalized homophobia. <laughs> but I'll be the first to sit here and say, I'm homophobic. <laughs> no, but I do, and all of us do, because yeah, we grow up in a society that makes it um, normal, says it's not normal. So if you grow up for a certain period of time, like you have internalized walls that you have to break back down. Like I am not dirty. I am not bad. I am not negative. I mean, I'm dirty. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I haven't showered in days, but besides that, but there's those, that's why a lot of people that are on the LGBTQ spectrum, like have mental illness issues because they have to backtrack on that. And I think a lot of what helps you with that is laughing at those stereotypes and finding like comedic relief in them instead of like, Banning down on yourself about them. Totally. Right? Okay, so shoot me one. What do you think? Oh my god. I literally in my mind thought this is going to be like rapid fire, but like, mm. can we do anything quickly? Never. Is it ever with us? No. <laughs> no. Everyone listening is like laughing. You thought you were going to talk quickly? Never. I was saying to my friend on the weekend, just to go off topic oh again, but very quickly, that um, she was like, how's the podcast going? And I was like, fantastic. Can you think of a better thing for me to do than to sit there and talk for an hour? And she's like, actually, no, that's like your calling. Yeah. That's what we do anyways. We just We also, when we talk, talk to each other, we get off topic so easily oh anyways. Oh my God. Clearly, because that's what we do. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Okay. Do you have um, one that you think might be like a negative kind of connotation for the lesbian community? Uh. That I could bust or not that. bust. Myth? Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> like the fact that there's a stereotype of like U-Haul lesbians. Yeah, that's that a as big soon as you one. guys start dating, you move in together and like get married and like lock each yeah. other down and also like love cats. Yes. <laughs> okay, and this is like a perfect example of like like you said, it's a myth but like also totally not. Yeah. Um like also like let me know if I'm like slipping a ball or anything cuz <laughs> my shorts are really short. <laughs> Okay, well, the table is at the perfect height that if your ball was out, I wouldn't see it. So, although this is a pretty sheer table, so now that I'm actually consciously looking... Keep an eye. Who knows? One eye open. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of people would say that Julie and I probably kind of U-hauled it. Yeah. Like, uh, once we got going, we U-hauled it. Okay. Like... I I know people that like holy fuck like, like totally their fit this stereotype literally in a U-Haul waiting just to find a location like all shade all tea just kidding none of that like love these girls not gonna name them but some people listening might know who I'm talking about one literally got divorced like two weeks later was like dating someone else like a month later was engaged to that new person and like another couple months later was married to another person are they still going and. Well, yeah, but it's been, like, six months. But, like, the first person (laughs) did that, too. Right. So, like, she went from, like, one, like, literally met you to engage to shotgun wedding to divorce to met you to engage to shotgun wedding. Well, you know. And so, like, I hear people when they say that because I don't personally know anyone who's heterosexual who has done that. Not once, but twice. Britney Spears. But (laughs) there you go. And nothing... Hey... There's nothing wrong that I know people that have taken years to get married and then they get divorced anyways. So it's not like there's like a reason. I don't think timing is necessarily a make or break to a relationship lasting. My parents only dated for a few months before they got married and they've been together for like over 25 years. So 
And then there's people that mar- that date for 10 years and get married and they're divorced in two. So who knows? But I do think that there's people that I'm like, holy shit, that is so the stereotype. Yeah. They did it. They matched. Like, yes. There's something like almost um, admirable about that. There's like, you like, know what you just, want. Yeah. Just and also go. like, if it doesn't work, then you're, you know, you're going to find somebody else quickly. <laughs> you know what I think it is too with like, girls and this is another huge stereotype but like i feel like generally maybe because we don't deal with as much toxic masculinity growing up we're more open and and oh this God, is once can, again generally and speaking i feel like what you're gonna say i'm gonna talk for you is like you're yeah. so much clearer with your intentions yes, as well exactly and it's like is this gonna work or you know instead mm-hmm. of male like you have to fucking play so many oh games God. and then multiply that by two games oh, i'm like oh my it's god it's like too much I'm like and yahtzee th- motherfucker hell yeah <laughs> and that's the thing like obviously there's exceptions to the norm there are lesbian fuck boys like there are girls who do not want to move quickly at all they're girls that are very closed off and they're not open and they don't they play games and all that that's all true but i think generally speaking when you have two women that are maybe more in touch with their emotions because they haven't dealt with society suppressing them and telling them they're bad their whole life yeah and um have also you know dealt with being frustrated with other people not being open with their emotions whether it's like a father figure or like previous male friends in their life or previous boyfriends or whatever it may be, then they're both just kind of like more straight up. I feel like we have a more, which I think is a positive thing, like a deeper emotional core maybe to give that's like easier to connect spiritually, like woman to woman, you like understand that like bond and Mm -hmm. you understand things differently um, of the way like society sees you and like just being, that's like fucking girl power. Like you get each other. Um, I think things just move quicker. Um, and I, and once again, totally generalizing, but like, I know like Julie and I, and I'm sure there's heterosexual couples out there that did that or gay couples. But like, once we, like the first couple months, we like just talked a couple times and that was cause you'll hear this in other or previous episodes, but like Julia was like kind of wanting to keep, take it slow but once we hung out for the first time like one on once our I first date her. once i convinced her to go on a date with me then we literally no joke for two months straight hung out every single day jesus christ i stayed here which oh, we're sitting in julia's apartment where i now this live room <laughs> no her room um every on the floor for day. years <laughs> every single day and then I literally just like, like if someone was like, when did you move in? Like, I just, I just started Day staying one. here forever. Holy shit. If somebody ever did that to me, I would be like, get the fuck That's out what of I mean. So I like, I totally do fit that stereotype in a way. Like, you are the, in a way? <laughs> bitch! Okay, but the fact that we've been together for like three and a half years and haven't got engaged and married, like we are breaking the norms because seriously, me you and Julia- hear that, Julia? <laughs> no now we gotta like be it. out here breaking goddamn norms okay <laughs> i like it because i hear me and julia like have also me pretending like julia listens to this no she never <laughs> listens like oh my god um i could literally like i could say something right now that Stop like, I never wanted. That. oh my god i'm so sorry i'm so fidgety ah, this is chaos um but julia and i literally have an inward uh I guess it's kind of judgy. I don't know. We just have a laugh about it. It's not in a mean way. 
But like judgy wise, we literally haven't a thing where we always talk about like how quickly lesbians get engaged. Cause I'm not joking yeah. of all of our friends. Like I would say 80% of them have been engaged. That's insane. And like not necessarily gotten married. Like it happens all the time. It's so common in the lesbian community just to throw out the engagement. Oh my God. And then they're just engaged. And it's like, you don't take a lesbian engagement seriously until they're married. How do they find so many flash mobs? <laughs> no, but seriously, you don't because like they just throw out the engagements. It's oh, like, I hate oh, that. it's it it sucks. I hate that about the lesbian community, but it's so true. Like every fucking other day, it's like, oh, we're engaged, yay! It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Oh my god, then you like feel like you don't even want to like celebrate it. It's I, I actually feel that at this point. I'm like, okay, we'll see when they get married. Yeah, because it's just like it's such a common thing. Like we've had so many friends that like get engaged or friends of friends or like people we just know in the community and it's like oh yeah okay sure or they'll just do like the like they'll be dating for two weeks get engaged do the shotgun wedding like literally it's crazy oh my god i wish somebody would propose to me (laughs) so i don't know if they just like i don't know i don't want to say they care less about it like they put less weight on it but i've seen that a lot okay and that's another stereotype that i think some people fit and some people don't definitely i feel like we literally can do this forever, but nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear us do this. No, that was forever. good. One, one, one. one of <laughs> that was I can explain, people. Mythbusters <laughs> edition. <laughs> Not even like busting any myths. We didn't bust a single myth. <laughs> Also, we um, talked about. I literally thought it was gonna be rapid fire. We we're gonna be like, "That's not true. That's not true." I, it's this way. We literally like. We're like, "Yeah, that's kind of true." Everyone listening is like, "I wish that's what it was." <laughs> oh, Myth busted. confirmed. <laughs> Dude, we don't even know. Was it Myth plausible? <laughs> okay. Well, um, so it's. Uh, oh, this is tough. Tears are welling in my eyes. Help me go on. <laughs> Actually, it's more like to do this. Oh God! Sad, sad dogs. I was just gonna say, crying animals. Um, We have something to tell you. We have. I mean, they probably know by now if they've seen. So we put (laughs) we put a poll on our Instagram and on Bree's Instagram at Brian Williamson. At Sean Dutlaska. Um <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put one up there, but just, you know, go toss a like. <laughs> <laughs> Spread the love. Um, we put a poll to see if people wanted us to TKO gay SMR. Mm-hmm. And most of them, I think the one on I Can Explain is still like 50-50, but Breeze was slightly leaning to keep it. But we feel like if there's that enough people to get close enough, yeah, that I think that we should just say farewell. Alright, and yeah, maybe we'll do some in the future, a little here and there, toss it in there, but not every week. I think it's one of those things that is like the people that like it. Do they like it enough that they will actively miss it? I don't know. Sound off. Go on. I can explain. No, they've the podcast sounded off. Goodbye. And say <laughs> no, but if like enough people are like, no, I genuinely I listen because I like that that's one thing but it's worse when people are literally stopping listening because they're like oh great gay smr is here oh great i have to listen to Bree suck at something for the next (laughs) two minutes (laughs) um i've got to pull something up i've got to pull something up because for those of you who have been listening okay let me guess some listener was like Bree, you don't suck at gay smr even better they're gonna be like you're better than it 
Then Sean, Kate, your mom can't lie. No, even <laughs> no, this is literally the best thing I've ever received. Okay, so Sean, if you've been listening every week, he tells me how much Bree's, I suck. Bree's saying that she's going to pull something out, but it's taking a while, so she's clearly making a fake account and sending something to her. So. <laughs> no, I actually might have deleted it. No, I'm not even joking, because I actually thought it was mean, but like, I got this message on Tumblr that said something about the... Okay, hold on. I'm not joking. Oh my god, I actually deleted it. Now no one's gonna believe me. It said that I would like if you did ASMR, but without Sean, because you're good at it and he sucks. And I'm not joking. Okay, well, here's the thing. But everyone else told me or told Sean that I suck, so... Here's the thing. I don't trust anybody that uses Tumblr in 2018. (laughs) That's the truest statement. So, next time, at me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my. We learned everything she knew about ASMR <laughs> from me. <laughs> I did actually. Okay. So, so on that note, R.I.P. Gay ASMR. Yes, I'm sure it'll come back. I'm sure you, I'll well, make that- a Gay ASMR channel. Without me. Of me doing mukbangs in gay <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> no, I, 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 it was fun to do, but it was just hard because... We're also so loud, like... It just, it's we just, suck. It just wasn't natural. We just suck. Um, so yeah, so but gay ASMR But definitely we're gonna scratch. have to trademark gay ASMR. <laughs> yeah, that's ours. We're not gonna do it anymore, but no one else can. I swear to God, if you keep touching shit... Oh my God, that's right. <laughs> I'm doing my gay ASMR. <laughs> That would have been better. See you around the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. Okay, I gotta say my thing. Okay. Thank you all so, so much for listening. Make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you are listening to us talk, whether that's iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud. We really, really appreciate it. And make sure to tune in and look for a new episode every single Monday. You can follow us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast, at Sean.Lusk, and at Brianne Williamson. And until next time, we will see you around the neighborhood. And get ready for our pride <laughs> cook a cook a countdown. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, see you around the neighborhood. Bye. <laughs> I fucking hate us. <laughs> <laughs>